Hey, hey, Habit Thrivers. If you're ready to rock your next chapter, this is your place. It's time to live your most fit, fearless, and fabulous life. I believe that our daily habits and routines set the foundation for achieving our dream lives and help us find more passion and clarity with less doubt and uncertainty. So let's get cozy. Grab your planner and your favorite beverage and come along with me on this journey of reclaiming your passions and finding new ones along the way. Welcome to the Habit Thrive Podcast, a podcast helping women in their me now years create habits and rituals to live fit, fearless, and fabulous. And one of the most important rituals I'm going to say or to suggest to put into place, particularly in our me now years, is relaxation. In today's episode, we examine the relaxation paradox of knowing that we should relax because maybe our doctor has told us, our partners, our kids, our employers have told us, or we just feel down deep in our soul that we need a little bit more relaxation. We know it's good for us, but we just can't do it. We just can't turn our brain off. We can't turn our bodies off. And to some degree in today's world, I think that's many of us. And so for this month, right now, we are actually in the month of August, but whenever you're listening to this, this could be your month for relaxation. Now, particularly if you are listening to this in August, you might be ramping it up in September, So August is a good opportunity to just kind of recharge, get yourself ready, so to speak, and really examine relaxation and what it means to you. Now, for others though, I might say that as you listen to this episode and as you move through this for this month, you might start to recognize that you have a relaxation rhythm. This rhythm could be when is it easier for you to relax during the day? What days are actually easier to relax? Are they on the weekends? Are they during the week? And then you start to notice that there are actually months of the year that might lend themselves more to relaxation. So for some of you, it might not be August. It might be January at the end of all the hustle and bustle of the holidays. It might be November somewhere or somewhere in between Thanksgiving and when everything starts to ramp up for the holidays. And again, it's a little bit different for everybody in there in terms of the rhythm, but that's the importance of this to notice how this works for you and your family. So when you start to notice this rhythm of relaxation, it will open up even more opportunities for relaxation. So short breath pause as you move through your day. I'm going to say right up to month-long yoga retreats, right? And everything in between. Because truly, it is the power of awareness and starting to notice that yes, we can plan our relaxation and the more we think about it and the more we plan it, the easier it gets. Now that doesn't mean we don't allow for those spontaneous times of putting our feet up and just sitting back. Absolutely. But I am not opposed to also planning my relaxation. So for this month, we are going to practice relaxation just like meditation is a practice, 
Yoga is a practice. Relaxation is a practice as well. It's a skill actually that we can strengthen. We can strengthen our muscles of relaxation. So at the beginning, just like any skill or activity, knowing your why is really helpful. I think it inspires your first step and then your next steps after that. And you start to strengthen again your muscles around that new skill even if that skill is relaxation, so that you might find you have these relaxation times that have just come into your day where you've planned them. So you might think at three o'clock in the afternoon, just before I start to maybe move into the evening routine, I'm just going to sit in my swing on my back deck or sit in my chair. I'm gonna have my cup of tea. I'm going to read this magazine or I'm gonna read this book and that happens and you plan it because here's the thing at the beginning if you put it let's say on a calendar or on a sticky note or I love to put it in a planner at the beginning I find well first of all it seems it doesn't seem silly I think sometimes we just we just keep going we just keep doing our things over and over and in fact we just keep doing the same things every day because yes that's part of our habits so I'm here to say even though I am a habit guru I love that term Changing our habits up now and again, especially season to season is important. But at the beginning, I like to put them in a planner. So I I would put in relaxation time, three o'clock. Might be moving through this particular book or whatever it is. Hot bath at eight o'clock. Yearly yoga retreat in January. And then all of a sudden, these relaxation and recharging times, they just become non-negotiables. And in fact, you won't actually be putting them in your planner, even your yearly planner. Well, maybe your yearly planner, I would say. If you're putting in a January retreat, you might put it in year after year just to look forward to it. And actually, that's the other reason to put your relaxation time, let's say at three o'clock or your your bath at eight o'clock as part of your evening ritual. And that's how I would put the bath in there. But then when you look at it on your planner, and you actually do it, it counts, right? You get to check it off. And it just reminds you of what's coming up in terms of relaxation. And I just think that those times are just non-negotiable. If somebody wants to jump on a phone call at that time, or somebody wants to have a meeting at that time, it's just a non-negotiable for you. Because guess what? It's in the planner and you have set this appointment with yourself. Your body and your mind actually start to crave this time. And then boom. It just becomes a habit. So by the end of this episode, you will have a little bit of a, of a habit practice, a little bit of a plan for this week. And by the end of this month, you will have a plan that will have you integrating more relaxation into your day and into your life. So let's start with the whys of relaxation and move to why it is so hard to relax even though you know the whys. Personally, I love knowing the benefits of the whys. I'm gonna give you the example of my relationship with meditation. So when I first started with meditation, I love to read everything about meditation, do all the summits. I was, and still am, always up on the latest research around meditation, especially brain research. Now, full disclosure, at one point a few years ago, I actually realized that I was reading more about meditation than I was actually doing meditation. (laughs) I am a natural consumer of content, insatiable for research, but for my brain to switch from consuming and listening and reading about meditation was a huge jump 
for me. And that actually did sneak up on me. So today, because I know how important that why is, because I was meditating, it kept me for sure meditating, but I wanted to meditate more. Actually, I wanted to do the habit of meditation more. And now that I knew the whys, again, in 15 minutes a day, I could motivate myself with reading about meditation to come into the meditation practice. So knowing all of the benefits strengthened my habit of meditation. Everything from knowing that it increased the area of my brain responsible for concentration and it increased my set point for stress, meaning that I could handle a lot more. I could be much more tolerant for longer periods of time having meditated more often and then started to notice how much more tolerant I was becoming, not just with my own mistakes, but other people's mistakes and waiting in lines and all of that. So I made that connection between the why, why I was wanting to meditate, what the benefits of meditation was, and then putting that habit in place to do it. So those all came together. The whys of relaxation, I come to that with that same kind of approach that I came to meditation. Research shows that relaxation provides numerous physical, mental, and emotional benefits that contribute to our overall well-being and quality of life. So physically, relaxation, which could be breathing, it could be deeper breathing, it could be meditation, it could be simply sitting and just daydreaming. It reduces the negative effect of stress on our body. Stressed, our bodies release stress hormones such as cortisol and adrenaline. Now when they remain elevated, they affect our heart, they affect our immune system, our digestive system. You can feel that in your stomach, you can feel that sense of stress high up around the chest as well and it and it affects our sleep breathing and meditation and progressive muscle relaxation and yoga postures they can all promote a state of calm and relaxation and now this can start to happen in as little as one to two minutes in terms of my research over the last couple of years around the relaxation response physically and mentally and emotionally in the body about 10 minutes for some people that's going to set in and up to 20 minutes so you're going to get the benefits in one to two minutes. But if you can stick with some of these meditation or following your breath for a longer period of time, you will affect these stress hormones. So that's physically. Now, of course, what we do physically does affect us mentally and vice versa. But let's just separate that out for a moment. So mentally, relaxation can help to quiet the chattering mind. That's very much a yogic term. I love that. It creates more space more space for peace and quiet. And again, just taking that time, pausing, following your breath for even a minute will give you that time to just release, ground and calm, to recharge. And that space again is not just for peace and quiet, but when you, let's say, get up and continue on with your day, you can have improved focus, concentration, and mental clarity. Relaxation helps us physically, it helps us mentally, and the third one I'm going to say is emotionally. Emotionally, relaxation techniques can 
contribute to overall happiness and to our well-being. When we are relaxed, our bodies release endorphins, which are natural feel-good chemicals that promote a sense of contentment. So whether it's spending time in nature, practicing mindfulness, so just in that moment, what you're hearing, what you're what you're tasting, what you're seeing, what you're smelling, all of that, just for those snippets of mindfulness moments, I like to call them, you will get an effect. So even hobbies that you enjoy, you know, those hobbies that you, you get into that zone. So whether it's actually gardening or, or quilting or painting or playing an instrument, this is all part of relaxation. So we can enhance our emotional resilience and improve our ability to cope with whatever is going to come up, having these little or longer snippets of relaxation. So by incorporating relaxation into our daily routine, we can create a positive cycle of self-care that supports our overall health and well-being. So knowing all of this, right? And you might have known all of this. You might not have separated it out into you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, but when you are able to relax, you can feel the why. So why don't we do it? Why can't we do it? Why don't we do it more often? And there are a few reasons as you dig into this, but I'm going to highlight three. And the reason I'm highlighting these three is because they apply to me (laughs) as well. So I can speak personally about these. So number one, our brain is seeking that dopamine rush. So you know we talked about endorphins in terms of when they arise in in relaxation and in, in exercise as well. So endorphins are amazing. Dopamine is much more intense. The experts talk about a hit of dopamine and we don't get a dopamine rush when when we relax. So it's more of a deferred gratification with the endorphins when we set into that relaxation response again from one to two minutes to 10 to 20 minutes. That dopamine hit happens immediately. And our brain is not much about deferred gratification. So if it has a choice to sit down and look at our phones, social media or television or whatever, it will push for that because of the immediate dopamine hit from the experience of bringing these images in, of getting these retweets or likes or shares, because it causes the brain's reward area to trigger the same way, to have that same chemical reaction that is seen with drugs like cocaine. And I've seen this repeated over and over from meditation experts to information online. This particular sentence that I'm saying right now comes from addictioncenter.com. So neuroscientists have compared social media interaction to a syringe of dopamine being injected straight into the system. Wow. So when we think of relaxing with maybe a cup of tea or coffee or even a glass of wine and scrolling through social media thinking, I'm just going to chill. I'm just going to relax. It actually can have the opposite effect. And this is pretty astounding. I like this to just kind of sit there for a moment. Those dings, those pings, those images. And as you're moving through your week, this is again going to be your habit practice for the week just to notice. Now, this has come up a couple of times. I'm, I'm following a meditation summit right now. 
And it was stated by one of the PhD professors, university research in terms of that relationship between dopamine and addiction to social media. And it's not relaxing. So that's one reason our brain is choosing this over relaxation. And that's a hard thing to fight. Number two, why it is difficult to relax is that we stress about relaxation. We feel like we should be doing something productive. We can't relax until the laundry's done or the dishes are done or everything else is done. And let's face it, everything else is never done. We're never at that point that everything is done in the house in our life for us to be able to relax. So we need to plan and integrate the relaxation amidst the chaos with everything else undone, be able to relax. And that is challenging. Again, I'm mentioning this because that does come up in my life now and again as well. Now, the other piece about stressing about relaxation is that you might be a perfectionist and not sure if you are relaxing correctly. And that absolutely makes sense, right? You're wondering, am I doing this correctly? Why am I not feeling relaxed? Why am I fidgety? Why am I more agitated while I'm trying to relax? I might, I must be doing something wrong. And then you just say, this is a waste of time. It actually makes me feel more stressed. And I'm here to tell you that is such a normal response. And even on those days, even in my years and years and years of meditation, I will still have days or meditation sessions like that, where I'm like, have I not got past this yet? No, that's my meditation. Oh, right. I say to myself, And number three is that our brain is drawn to drama. It hates being bored. So when it's drawn to drama, it's constantly, again, might be checking social media, but also checking news channels online or television, watching the news before bed, feeding our body a steady stream of images, very often negativity. And this is what the brain wants because it wants you to be ready for anything. It's actually protecting you in a sense, having you know that these are the things that could go wrong, so perhaps you need to be ready. I love the saying that the brain is Velcro for the negative and Teflon for the positive. And when we know that, we don't beat ourselves up. We know that that is our physiology, but it doesn't mean we can't do something about it. But we can't do anything about it when we don't actually realize that that's what's going on. And this is why having this discussion and this delving into relaxation for this month, I think is so important. So why we benefit from relaxation, physically, mentally, and emotionally, it is good for our bodies and our brains. The reasons we find it difficult or impossible to relax is that it's very often about our brain. Our brain is seeking that dopamine rush. We stress about relaxation. We don't have time to relax, okay? And we wanna do it perfectly. And the third is that our brain is looking for drama. And there's not a heck of a lot of drama during meditation and relaxation time. It gets bored. Knowing all of this, I'd love you to play with this this week. So this is your habit practice. And I mentioned that in last week's episode that I'm going to end each episode with a habit practice so that you can play with this material a little bit. Sometimes you're going to be journaling about it. Sometimes you're just going to be thinking about it. And so for this week's practice, as you move through your day, just notice those opportunities 
practice to be able to relax for a moment. I'm going to suggest at that time that you are reaching for your tablet or your phone, instead of starting to scroll, just pause for a moment. Just pause, feel your breath, feel your inhalation flowing in, your exhalation flowing out, even for as little as a minute. Now after that minute, if you still feel like reaching for your phone, that's, yeah, that's great, go for it. But you just had that space, you just had that pause for a moment, right? And that awareness. So these are the opportunities that can arise this week. And you might be looking at bath time, <laughs> <laughs> so again with bath time my practice this week is to ensure that I come back to just having a nice relaxing bath because full disclosure I went from a nice relaxing bath in the winter months to all of a sudden I was moving into and listening to a nice relaxing meditation that I switched over into courses on insight timer and then I moved from courses to actually looking at reels on my phone in the bath. And then in terms of awareness, one night I'm just, Lori, what the heck? When did this happen? I was shocked. I was like, this is not relaxing. <laughs> That's awareness. And this is why, again, I love hanging out with all of you, doing these habit practices, because we are all human. And, and it is quite amazing the way our brain will just start to thread these things in and then you shine the light on them. So this is what I'd like you to have fun with this week. This is your habit practice. Taking those opportunities, again, when you feel that, that craving or that pull, and just see, can I relax for a minute? Maybe, maybe not. It's all part of it. So have fun with this. Big, big hugs. And I look forward to more relaxing with you next week. Bye for now. If you love this episode, I guarantee you're going to love exploring all the amazing opportunities that await us in reclaiming our awesomeness together. So come on over to my Facebook group, Women's Wellness Community for Women Wanting to Rock Their Me Now Years. Or let's connect over on Instagram at HabitGuru365 and make the Habit Guru podcast your healthy new habit.